Tomorrow is mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. And this might be the perfect saying for Advent. And you might be thinking, I know, because I've been buying lots of presents and wrapping presents. So that's why Father's talking about presents. But not really. It's because of the past, present, and future dimension to the saying. There are really three Advents. There was that Advent of yesterday, that Advent of the history, that Advent we know about from 2,000 years ago that was greatly anticipated, the coming of the Christ child, all those many years ago. It was led up to through the entire Old Testament, from the time of the, time of the sin of our first parents all the way until the Blessed Virgin Mary conceives the Savior in her womb. And they had no idea when that would happen. They knew he was coming. The promised Messiah was on his way. But they just had no idea when. And we're going to cover that more in the second half of the Advent season. But we're going to cover more in this first part of the Advent season is the Advent of tomorrow. For the Christian, we look forward to the tomorrow of welcoming Jesus once again at the end of time. His glorious return to bring about the end of the world, the final judgment of God, etc. The resurrection of the body for all of us, all those things we get to look forward to. And that future Advent is also a reminder for us, we're not only going to meet the Lord then at the end of time, but we're going to meet the Lord face to face at the, the time of our own death, at the particular judgment. So it's a nice reminder for us to be ready as we hear in our readings today. We can tell that theme running throughout. Prepare well. Then there's also, though, the advent of today. The Lord is coming to us right now. He comes to us in many ways. First and foremost, the sacraments. All seven of the sacraments are intimate encounters with the Lord himself. The Lord Jesus himself, especially in the Holy Eucharist, where we are invited to share that intimacy with him and his substance of body, blood, soul, and divinity. Not just in some kind of a spiritual way, not just in a symbolic way, but the Lord himself in his substance, body, blood, soul, and divinity. So he's coming to us now. We are living in Advent. Of course, then there's a life of prayer. The Lord comes to us in prayer. The Lord speaks to us through the sacred scriptures, coming to us in that way. The Lord even speaks to us through other people who we call the church, the body of Christ. The Lord is active in his church. So, we can waste and squander our present, or we can use the gift of our present to build up our relationship with the Lord himself. I remember one time when I was on retreat, the retreat master kept using that line from Jesus that we heard in today's gospel. He kept saying, stay awake. Then he encouraged us to get plenty of rest, to catch up on sleep. He said, you'll probably spend most of the first two days sleeping. Then later on in another conference, he kept saying, stay awake. I started thinking, man, if I didn't know that that was a metaphor for something else, I'd be really confused right now. So the Lord invites us to be ready for him because he will come and we should be prepared. And St. Paul uses similar language in that second reading today in his letter to the Romans. Awake from sleep, 
Make no provision for the desires of the flesh. So that word provision means like to provide, the act of providing. And we know what providing means. Providing means we either support it or we don't. So are we, are we pr providing for the desires of the flesh? Or are we providing for the things that last, for the spiritual life? Now, of course, that's difficult this time of year with many parties. Once again, wrapping presents, asking for things, giving things. We want to maybe think about some of the loot we might get, some of those presents we might get. But through all of it, we're called to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like we heard in today's reading. It reminds me of Mother Teresa's nuns would tell the story about how they, the way that they could get Mother Teresa to be very giddy is if they would tell the story about the man with the kindest face. And I don't remember all the details of the story. I'm sure it was really good, but it's, it's almost like one of those Disney or Pixar type of good versus evil stories where there was a young man who was forced to wear a mask that would make him smile. And then meanwhile, there was a princess who wasn't yet married, and the king wanted her to marry the man with the kindest face. So even though this guy went through this difficulty of having to wear this mask that made him smile, it formed his face in the proper way. Then when he was able to meet the princess, of course, he would be picked and they would live happily ever after. It's a reminder, though, that we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Another translation says we clothe ourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ. In another place, St. Paul says, put on the mind of Christ. So if we clothe ourselves in Christ, we're going to resemble him in our actions. And if we put on the mind of Christ, we're going to resemble him in our attitudes and in our thoughts. And then that first reading from the prophet Isaiah today, we hear another strange metaphor that says, come let us climb the Lord's mountain. It is very uh, interesting imagery that he uses for several reasons. First of all, because we know the Christian life is an uphill climb. It's not going to always be easy. But then we look at the mountain climber. We notice the mountain climber doesn't take anything with him that he doesn't absolutely need. He travels light, leaving behind all the stuff that could weigh him down on his climb. We get that imagery today on purpose. The Lord's reminding us that the Lord is past, the world is passing away. So inviting us to rethink our investment in the world and think more about our investment in that relationship with him. Advent reminds us the king is coming. We don't know the day or the hour, but the Lord invites us to faithful service in his kingdom. And we have this opportunity to prepare to meet the bridegroom, to meet the master, to meet the king of the nations. We see this imagery of moving from darkness into light. So no matter how bad life gets, no matter how bad the world gets, we know that the Lord has already conquered the darkness, and that gives us great hope to live the Christian life.